Hello, and welcome to another episode of Of Sound Health. My name is Dr. Sabrina Castaneda, and I will be telling you today a little bit about Reiki. If you have not heard my previous episode with Rebecca Ostel Clausen, I highly recommend that you listen to that as well. Today, we're going to discuss the nuts and bolts about Reiki. Let's start. So, what is Reiki? Reiki variably has been called a bioenergy field, vibrational medicine, energy healing, sometimes even as mystical as magic, miraculous. However, what we do know is that we are all made out of energy. This is not some mystical statement. This is actually what we know now in the quantum realm and in quantum physics. So it kind of converges in what we presently know as quantum physics and superstring theory and other biomedical research. Every single medical um, department right now seems to have a frequency biomedical department. So it's no longer in the realm of mysticism. Uh, we use frequency to destroy kidney stones. We use frequency to detect and identify viruses and different kinds of bacteria. Uh, we use frequency to affect viruses and bacteria in laboratories. Frequency is frequently used in a lot of implants for neurological neuro rehab. And frequency is being used more and more to study how the brain works, turning on and off various different brain parts. The only thing that's different of Reiki is that it is harnessing without any what I like to call materials tech versus biotech. We are the original highest form of biological technology. And it's about time that we start taking advantage of it. So that is what Reiki energy is. Now, what is the experience of Reiki? Because Reiki is an energy field, the experience may feel differently for various people. And it may feel cold, it may feel hot, you may feel vibrating. Everyone has their own different experience because it's an interaction. It's not just the Reiki energy. It's your own natural bioenergy field healing yourself. And you are the medium. And you are going to change that sensation. And your own perceptions are going to affect how you feel that Reiki energy. So let's talk about a little bit next how an energy Reiki session goes. Now that you kind of have an idea what it is and what the process is. And then we can get into a little bit more of the details, like its history. A little Reiki history. Mikio Usui, who was a spiritual seeker, after three weeks of fasting and meditating, experienced the sense of energy above his head. And Usui realized at that moment that he had the capacity to heal. He had this insight and awareness. 
And therefore, as he was so excited, he ran down a hill. In fact, the, the, the legend goes that he actually injured his foot and he healed himself. And he proceeded for the following years to share this knowledge and to transmit the energy through what are called attunements, which are basically what they sound like, like when you tune an instrument to align your energy, your align you to your natural healing energy and to the natural healing energy available to us, to all of us. And um, it's not a religion. It doesn't have a belief system. You don't need to believe in anything and uh, any more than you need a belief system to turn on a light switch to get electricity to run through your house. So it's the same thing. It's running energy through your body more forcefully. You already have chi or prana energy running through your body. It goes through your uh, meridians, your nadis, your nervous system. Our nervous system is made up of a chemical, electrical uh, nervous uh, system already. So it's no different. So we already know that we use energy and electricity for many things. It does not mean that we know where it comes from. We know how to use it. It comes from the source. It comes from the ener the universe. And Usui in 1922, when he had this awareness and insight and transmitted it all to his uh, disciples or students, he was able to see that Many of the practitioners had varying degrees of um, connection with the source. So like as you got better at it, as you practiced more, you could get better at it. And we see that same thing happening with the effects of meditation as we talked about in the previous episode. Your brain structure changes. And so you actually have, as you get more uh, progress in your path through meditation, your brain structures show differently than someone who's new to the process of meditation. Reiki is no different. Your capacity to heal, your capacity to channel this energy gets better with practice and experience receiving and giving. So once Asui uh, transmitted this, he had people coming from all over the world, including someone named Madame Takata, who came to study with him in Japan. She took it back to America to Hawaii, through in Hawaii and in Canada. And that's how it came to America. So we practice generally, uh, I do at least, the Mikyo Usui uh, form of Reiki. And it has three levels of training. And we will go through that a little bit more after we discuss first what does a Reiki training entail. Uh, it entails usually a lying down, massage table, no shoes, relaxing. But if you wanted to leave your shoes on, you perfectly could. But that will be for our next session. So see you there. experience with Reiki may be you make an appointment or a healing circle, in which case you will probably be lying down and people may or may not touch you. They usually don't. They hover their hands over your body, usually starting from your head all the way down your body, and they direct the energy. However, it is your mind, your consciousness that knows and intelligently will lead the energy to take the healing energy to where it needs to go. So once you do that, you will experience an immense 
awareness expansion and as well you'll be curious as to why you feel so much better and then you'll probably want to start doing your own self-healing. A lot of people experience Reiki as a, a session, as a healing session. However, because the effects are so powerful and they want to continue to do it as a form of self-care and self-nourishing, that they go on to do a training themselves to provide it for themselves. So usually it's lying down and usually the, 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 the healer will place their hands on you or above you and go all the way down. So it's a very gentle process. Sometimes it can be as quick as 15 or 20 minutes, which is usually the case in clinical situations like hospitals um, or outpatient and rehab. And sometimes it will be longer. It will be front and back. It can be a, spe a specific section of your body, depending on the practitioner and the setting. Most of the Reiki um, experiences are done kind of like a massage situation. They don't touch you and massage you, but it, it, in a you know 45 minute to 50 minute or whatever session in a private room, or like I said, in a community healing circle um, situation. So initially, if it's done in the massage type private consultation, you might encounter that they do a chakra analysis and that's usually done with a little pendulum and what they're doing there is they're going to run up and down the energy line around your spine these are called chakras and they're looking for the pendulum to be circling clockwise which means that there's healthy movement and sometimes we'll go counterclockwise or kind of shake but what you want to see most importantly is movement you do not want to see that it's stuck uh, or that it's not for some reason that the, the energy is not able to get through that part of your your being and remember chakras are these energy centers in our being that are representative of our emotional states our behaviors our thoughts and our moods affect our chakras which in turn then affects our reality and our state of health so in our perception of health and reality. So that's what a Reiki session is like. So I would advise you to wear comfortable clothing. You do not get out of your clothing. You will probably lay down, you'll probably be seated and you'll either do, and you'll probably do front and back and they'll start at the head and they'll go to your limbs. So that is a basic Reiki session and like I said the sensation coming from the healer's hands which they'll be the palms will be facing towards you is kind of like sometimes described as warmth sometimes cold sometimes vibratory a vibration of sorts and sometimes people have experiences which Rebecca speaks about of being more heightened and more aware to the point that they're able to communicate or receive messages from loved ones in the spiritual realm. So we're the next section what we're going to talk about is exactly what Reiki does to the body and what it's been found through the research to be helpful in and why now it's being used as a, a modality in most rehab therapeutic settings.
So now you know a little bit about、uh, Mikio Usui, the history of Reiki, and what a Reiki session entails. Something I would really like and think it's really important to touch upon is that Reiki is not only a practice for healing, it's also a practice for spiritual development. Mikio Usui was teaching the principles of Reiki from the very beginning of his training of other people to. Provide Reiki for health and healing. Reiki was really meant by Mikio Usui to be a form to improve people's lives, their body, their mind, and their hearts. It was to include every aspect of a person. And he noticed that as people got more and more involved, they reaped the benefits. So it really was something that could be developed. And what was developed were、um, these principles, which are, and I'm going to paraphrase them. That is, I will not be angry today. I will show kindness today. I will、uh, do the best to my ability of my work today. I will show joy and appreciation for my day, and I will share that. And these five principles go very far and profound into your being, and your being is receptive after a Reiki session. So it's very, very similar to what the experiences that were had that are had through relaxation and meditation. And in fact, some of the many, many ways that Reiki has been found in research to help is through many of the same things that relaxation and meditation helps. Reiki has been found through systematic reviews to uh, improve um, awareness, expansiveness, and overall well-being. It's been proven to decrease pain. And also anxiety and depression, improve sleep, decrease insomnia. It's been found to help as well with digestive problems. And I think you're getting a little suspicious here. Yes, we're talking about the parasympathetic nervous system. We are talking about that vagus nerve. We are talking about the relaxation response. Any time you're in a state of well-being, rest and digest, you are able to peak perform. You are able to heal and remain healthy, and you're able to have a positive affect. So Reiki then is another way that we are able to heal ourselves through awakening those areas of relaxation that promote and support. And nourish and cultivate well-being in our physical body, our mental body, and our emotional and interactional body. It also makes us more sensitive and aware to our environment, and so we will probably be a lot more engaged and caring for those people around us. Because Reiki can not only be used,、uh, is not only used on people, but it's used on plants. Animals, your food—you can put, you know,、uh, as you do a prayer to your food, a blessing on your food. You can give some Reiki energy to it, and you can do Reiki, emergency Reiki. You find yourself like he did when he fell down the mountain. You can、um, give yourself in a particular body part. You can send Reiki energy. An important thing, if you are going to practice Reiki, is always give your give、uh, ask for permission, even if it's a plant. Even if it's an animal, you want to ask permission. 
pause and wait for that response, you will get an electromagnetic response. We all communicate, whether we realize it or not, through electromagnetic waves. And you will know if it is appropriate for you to give Reiki. Obviously, if you're giving it to a person, they can answer you yes or no. Anyway, the next thing we're going to talk about will be some of the research studies that I will highlight about the benefits that have been found in Reiki, just so you can research them and find them, and some resource books and classes that you can take, and what to expect of the training and classes. Reiki? Well, anyone can really give Reiki. It is completely up to you whether you're receptive and attuned to this energy. While there are formal attunements and training courses, that is not to say that you have to take a training course. I would recommend it highly. However, uh, I would be denying the capacity of people for their own finding their own spiritual path and insight and awareness and moments like Mikio Sui had himself. That being said, like I said, I would recommend a training. There's three levels. The first level is where you learn to tr- heal yourself, friends, family, plants, pets, and you get one attunement usually for this one. And then there's level two, where you're able to learn how to give it to other people and expand your awareness of the energy bodies and understand more in depth the symbols. Now, symbols like words, like what we talked about in previous episodes about Sanskrit and the power of words, they have a vibrational component. Now, Sanskrit is a vibrational language and it has in a, the most ancient language. However, even our English language has a vibrational component. Even just seeing a sign that says negative words is enough to turn off the brain areas required to for positivity and experience good health. So yes, you do want to learn the principles. You do want to use Reiki as a spiritual development practice and have those spiritual principles. I have them up on my wall. I wake up to them every day and I look at them every day. And uh, I paraphrase them because I put them in the positive. They're usually said in the negative saying, I will not be angry today. I paraphrase them to the positive. I will be kind and joyful today. I created my own positive way of looking at them because for my own uh, way of being, I find the more positive way of phrasing the principles is better for me. And like I said, they, they have the same meaning, the same component, but they speak to my heart. And that is the beauty of all of these modalities that we're talking about. They are gifts, they are presents to you that you go and make your own and share in your own mode, your own way to the rest of the world. And that is my hope and wish for you. Then there's the level three, which is the master's level, in which you get attuned to be able to teach other people to become Reiki masters and become attuned to heal and teach others. So you can heal others already in level one, and you get uh, to learn the symbols, which make even more powerful your energy. And the, there's the, usually three symbols that are taught in the level two. And then, of course, there's the distance healing symbols. 
the distinct healing symbols you learn in level two. And this is because, of course, energy does not have the limitation of time and space. Um, that is why we're in a quick hurry wanting to create quantum computers, right? And so, because it'd be the instantaneous communication, unhackable, etc., etc., etc. You have quantum communication already available. We really don't need these materials tech. We have bio-human technology, which is far superior and supersedes any form of communication. We just need to attune to it a little bit. So once you do the distance, you learn how to do the distance healing, you can do the healing for anyone with their permission, of course, wherever they are in the world. It is very efficacious. This this concept of distant healing is not new. I studied Siddha Yoga form of meditation uh, with Guru Muktananda and uh, Guru Mai. I studied with Guru Mai. Uh, and we have something in yoga that's called a Shaktipa. It's an energy transmission. And this was done to hundreds of us. This was when I lived in New York. And some people were at, in the room with her. Others were being having the transmission through the TV channels uh, that were in the other rooms, the videos that were uh, receiving the reception from her. She's able to send that not through the TVs. She's sending it to them. We could see her or others could see her in person and in the uh, the rooms, the, the extra rooms, the outflow rooms, I guess you'd call them. But we were receiving the energy from her, not from the, the, the material technology there. That was just for a visual for the rest of the, the audience, for the rest of the audience. So this concept of energy transmission is ancient because it's factual and, in, and it's being used because frequency does work. Every university now, for the most part, has bio-electronic, bio-frequency, vibrational medicine department now. Like I said before, we use it for Parkinson's. We use it for neurological uh, 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 ALS, for communicating. We use it for many, many things, these frequencies. So you take this training, you get a certificate for each of these, And some of the trainings I recommend, if you're an OT or a health practitioner, even if you're not an OT, Rebecca Ostel Clausen's course. Yes, take it. She's wonderful, fantastic, and marvelous. And you can listen to her on a previous episode, in um, an, an earlier episode, in her Reiki Power. It does work. And then also there is Lisa Powers, and she's online. Both of them actually provide it now as distance healing, which is completely acceptable, as we just talked about. So Lisa Powers, you can find her on her website, lisapowers.com, rebeccaostilclausen.com. You can find her on her website. There's also a wonderful yogi called Allison Eaton, and she also provides distance uh, Reiki. And you can, if you want to just experience Reiki, you can just Google community Reiki healing circles. You can get these now through Zoom. They're usually free of charge. And um, you can feel the experience of doing that. And then you can start getting uh, attuned to it and what it feels like to you, what, you know, through your perceptions in your energy body. And then you can start training and doing energy, participate in energy circles as well. So some of the books that I would recommend, 
and trainings. The, the, uh, the one I'm about to recommend, she has trainings. Pamela Miles, Reiki, A Comprehensive Guide. This is a superb book with lots and lots of research. And uh, the Reiki Manual, Penelope Quest with Kathy Roberts. She also wrote a book called Reiki for Life. And those are two excellent, excellent books. I also would recommend uh, going on um, the YouTube channel and looking up and seeing uh, several documentaries on Reiki. There's some several very good documentaries on Reiki and about bioenergy healing. So those are our resources. And I did promise you that we were going to go through some of the research articles. So here they are. Uh, Rebecca mentions a 2019 study with 1,450, I believe, subjects. A 2019 study that was in the Complementary and Alternative Journal. Dyer, uh, Baldwin, and someone else are the authors. And in this, they found that there was a statistical difference between the people who received Reiki in well-being, decreased pain, and, uh, and decreased stress, and other things. So that's a wonderful uh, article to look at. Then there was a, a meta-analysis by someone named um, uh, Dugan. Uh, this is a 2018. It's uh, Maliki Dugan um, 2018, in which there was a statistical significance in pain scores uh, post a Reiki session. And then there was a 2018. 17 McManus study, and all these are from the Complementary and Alternative Journal, in which he's demonstrated that Reiki was better than placebo in eliminating pain, decreasing pain. You can just literally go into the PubMed website, just Google PubMed, and then it'll pull up our website and just click Reiki or Reiki therapy. Either of those terms will find you a treasure trove of research articles demonstrating the power or like what Rebecca says, Reiki works. So if your hospital offers it, if your community offers it, if there is any way that you can have the experience of Reiki, please do. And uh, we are going to go ahead and do some of the gentle practices to kind of um, initiate that sensation of energy sensation, energy feeling. And we will do two uh, practices. Uh, one's a mudra. We did that again before, a hand mudra gesture in which it's accessing energy mudra. And that is with Sabrina Mesco, my mudra teacher, my mudra therapy, uh, mantra and mudra yoga therapy teacher. And you can find her online too, sabrinamesco.com. And I would highly recommend all of her education and training. It's really powerful and wonderful. And uh, I'm not getting any... um, how would you call it, sponsorship from any of these places. These are just teachers I have experienced, looked at, studied with, and have great admiration for. So I'll see you next when we will practice a couple energy accessing uh, practices. Okay, so before we begin, because Reiki is 
a spiritual development practice as well as a healing practice, I wanted to take the time to review the principles or ideals. I sort of paraphrase them, how I carry them in my heart, and you can paraphrase them as well. I'll give you two sets of examples of the principles, and then you can, as they have said in some beautiful poetry, carve onto your own heart how you wish them to live in your heart, right? So... These are the five principles. Just for today, do not anger. Just for today, do not worry. Honor your parents, teachers, and elders. Earn your living honestly. Show gratitude to every living being. Here is another one. Just for today, I will let go of anger. Just for today, I will let go of worry. Today, I will count my many blessings Today I will do my work honestly. Today I will be kind to every living creature. So I paraphrased it into a positive for myself. And uh, as that you saw that one was a positive and one was using the do not. So it's like an absence of something and a moving towards something. Everyone operates differently and hears things and perceives things differently. You need to learn and become aware what is the way you want to integrate things and thoughts into your life. For me, I said instead of for just for today, do not anger. I said for today, I will show joy and kindness. Uh, just for today, do not worry. I put I am safe, happy and cared for. And um, honor your parents, teachers and elders. I kept that. <laughs> and um, earn your living honestly. I kept that. And show gratitude to every living creature. I kept that as well. So you have to get to know who you are. And Reiki allows you to do that. It expands your consciousness. It decreases stress so that you're in the frontal lobe area of higher awareness and positive affect and positive emotion. So you are able to live these principles. Living these principles is difficult if you do not take care and tend and cultivate your being who will make it possible for you to live these principles. Your nervous system needs to be cared for. Your heart needs to be cared for. Your body needs to be cared for. And this increased awareness that you'll get with Reiki will allow you to do that. So let's begin with the first way of thinking of energy and consciousness. I learned this as I was doing Ashtanga yoga. And Ashtanga yoga is considered a yoga therapy. And... It's moving of energy. It's a moving energy practice. And what I would like you to do is just find yourself in a nice, comfortable seated position or laying down position if it's available for you with your eyes closed or open. And what I want you to do is just breathe in and breathe out gently, extending, of course, the exhale longer than your inhale, as we learned in previous episodes. And then bring your awareness to your right arm and notice that you can bring your awareness to your right arm to the exclusion of other parts of your body. The capacity to direct our awareness and our attention is our capacity to direct energy. Where energy goes Where attention goes, energy flows. So what you want to do is notice that you can bring your awareness 
from one point of your body to another. So we're at our right arm. Let's go ahead and bring our awareness and attention to our left toes. All of them. Then just your big toe. And just notice that you can move and shift this energy. Now forget your body altogether and bring your attention outside. What's going on out there? And notice how immediately that your attention has been redirected, your body disappears almost. Or at least your awareness of it. That is the first exercise that I find I found so powerful. And that's why I want to share it with you. Because knowing that you can choose where you place your awareness and attention is really, really the first step towards managing your energy, managing your responses, and choosing not to react. The next yoga exercise we're going to do is a mudra for accessing energy. You're going to bring both hands together in front of your heart chakra, in front of your hand, palms facing each other in a prayer pose. Rub them together briskly so that you create some heat. Rub them, rub them, rub them, rub them. And then just very gently, kind of gently pull them away, maybe one or two inches apart. And just kind of bring your attention between the right in the middle of your palms. That's actually one of your marma points, right in the middle of your palms. It's an energy point. And you also have uh, minor chakras in your hands. And just feel for that energy. It may feel hot. Or uh, one of my yoga teachers, Al Finger, said maybe it would feel fluffy. And I love that because it's true. It's like a big energy fluffy ball that you'll feel. And then almost like you do have a ball, you kind of have an energy ball. Try and move your palms back and forth as though you're contouring around a ball. And see if you can feel that energy between your two palms. You may not, and that's okay. That is exactly what we're here to do, is to learn this. Then bringing your hands towards your face, place them in front of your face. Can you feel the heat radiating from your hands into your face? Heat is a form of energy. Everything is energy. And this is what we're attempting to do, is bring our awareness and attention to that dimension, that quality of being, which is the energetic being, which is the area where we have so much power to transform, to heal, and live in health. Thank you so much. for listening today of Sound Health will post new episodes every Monday. Start your week by exploring and experiencing new and beautiful approaches to enhance your everyday well-being. To continue the conversation, subscribe to us on your favorite podcast player or app. Until next week. Mm-hmm.